0: Kim Kral. I am reporting to you not live from my closet. Hi guys. Hi. Um, I, uh, I don't know now. I, I, I don't want to jinx it, but I think my breathing is starting to return. I don't know. I went on a mile walk the other day, like two days ago. And, uh, the last time I tried to do that, which was like a week and a half ago, if you can remember, um, I don't, I actually don't remember. It was like not that long ago, but I went on like a half a mile walk and I couldn't breathe for like three days. And I was like, cool, guess I can't do that. And then so two days ago, I tried to walk to a mailbox, which is like a mile, back, like half a mile there, half a mile back, right? And like, Knock on wood. The breathing hasn't been bad. And I did some yoga yesterday. And also I'm like sitting comfortably in my closet with like my leg really like yoga is kind of cool. I don't know. I just noticed that I was recording a, a audition in here and I was like, oh, I'm comfortable. Am I getting flexible I mean, it's still like, uh, it's not the easiest to breathe. Like I'm going to talk for an hour. So it's definitely going to be a little bit windy, but like the fact that I, I don't know. And then I opened a new inhaler. So I had an old inhaler that was, I mean, not old, like it was prescribed to me, like while I had COVID, not like old from like high school. I understand that I have to, like who I am as a human. I have to clarify that because I saved a piece of skin that was removed from my mouth for 20 years. So I understand that I have to Clarify that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to the episode, all the weird shit I've kept. Um, I told that that story live when I had a radio show on Dash and my co-host and producer were horrified. I stand by it. I actually regret that I threw away that piece of skin. You know, I, I, I liked having it. I thought it was... I found out the other day my cousin, the one I that I'm really close to... Um, she has a, she had a screw in her foot for a long time and then got it removed and she keeps it in a jar on her desk, the screw. So like maybe it runs in the family or maybe we're both just really awesome that we keep things that were a part of our body. I don't have, I do have some old teeth of mine, not like I think I probably still have my wisdom teeth somewhere in a box. Okay. This got weird off the rails, like really quickly, (laughs) but yeah, I'm pretty positive. I still have my wisdom teeth in like an envelope in a box in my closet somewhere, like not where I'm sitting, but like above me. Oh gosh. If you're watching from, uh, YouTube, I am growing out my armpit hair in anticipation, same with my leg and my arm hair, in anticipation uh, to waxing them all, so I just lifted up my arm and I was like, consciously, when I went in here I was like, don't lift up your arm, you're recording yourself and your armpits are getting gnarly, which is fine, like I I, I don't, I, whatever but it, it is, it's funny, like I need you to know that I know that you know that I know, you know what I mean, like you're like hey, I know that I have this, I just want like when you have like a really bad pimple and, and before times and you'd be like Hey, this big pimple, and people are like, "Yeah, I, I guess." And then you're like, "I don't know. I just want. I just feel more comfortable knowing that you know. I know. Oh my god, something just fell. Oh my water bottle. Oh my god, that scared me. I thought, I don't know what I thought. I thought the world was crashing down around me. Um, But, huh? Yeah. So my br- <laughs> that whole thing was to tell you that my breathing has. Uh- oh yeah. So I opened up a new inhaler that um, the teledoc prescribed, and I didn't think to open it before because it looked like it, 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 they're the same inhaler. Like they're the same prescription. So I don't know if like you can just get a bad inhaler. I don't know. But dude, my breathing is just like night and day. I mean, I'm still a little windy, but it's still like, I, I like I'm not, I'm like this morning I was like, Oh my God, am I going to start, I going to start hiking and then maybe I can start running again. And I'm like, and by the way, I never ran. I don't know why I said again, but I could pick up running. You never know like what you want to do with your body until you can't do it with your body. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know how active I was or how active I want to be until I did not have the capacity to be active. So it's just like, yeah, it's just the age old. You don't know what you got until it's gone. Right. Paid paradise. Uh, yeah. So like, I don't know. I mean, I'm hopeful. And tomorrow I'm getting the first vaccination. Uh, I felt a little weird about it. Like I'm in the tier of the, um, food service people. Cause I was a bartender and I'm not bartending right now. And I feel, I felt like weird about getting it. And I was just like, Oh, I'll just wait because you know, I'm not healthy obviously, but like I, I'm not bartending and I'm not on the, you know, I felt guilty. So I was like, I'm not going to do that. But then my buddy and my uh, two other friends were, who are in the service industry, who they're not hired back yet. And they probably won't go back either. They're like, Oh, we got it. And when we went and we tried to explain to them, you know, like they got their appointment and they both were like, Hey, we're not bartending right now. And the guy literally was like, don't even tell us that because we're throwing, they're throwing so many vaccinations away at night because they, they once it just does, I guess they just don't keep overnight. So my buddy was like, yeah, they're throwing them away. So just go get vaccinated because you're going to get vaccinated anyway. So you might as well do it while you're eligible. Plus I got COVID while working in a bar. So I feel like, I don't know. I have a little bit of guilt around it, but everybody I've talked to, including some people I know who are volunteering at these sites are like, yeah, they're throwing them, uh, throwing away doses. So if you're able to go get it now. So I don't know. I'm, I'm getting it tomorrow. I'm not really that nervous. I was. But then everyone that I know who's gotten it, they're like, oh, I just had a really like, like I just had like a headache for a couple of weeks and I was just really, really tired. And I was like, oh, I already have those things. So like how and like someone was like, oh, I feel really hungover. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I already have that. Like I already like I already have a headache almost all the time. And I, I am always really tired. And I have felt like I was hungover for like four months and I haven't drank in like four months. Right. So I'm less nervous because I'm like, oh, I already have that. So who cares? Right not who cares, but like, uh, how much worse can it be? She says before she goes and gets it. We'll see. I guess I'll give you an update next week, but I, I don't know. I'm just like, whatever. Uh, let's see here. Um, Henry, my, my best friend. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's, it's starting a little bit, but it's nowhere near like I, last time I felt like I, li- I had to like, pa- I didn't, I don't know if I told you guys this last week. I had to like pause the video and our pause everything and walk out and like sit for like a half hour. I don't feel that like urgency right now. It's just, um, I just need to breathe a little bit and slow down. Uh, As you know, my, my cat Henry has been on an adventure of health himself. (laughs) Like he's going to the doctor on his own. Like he's like, he's been on his own journey. Uh, But we, uh, he had a little scab on his neck last week and I was really nervous about it. And plus he's been acting a little like, I don't know, I just know this cat really well. And it feels like he was trying to tell me something. I know that that may sound a little nutty, but like, I just know this cat really well. Like when he had fleas like eight years ago, uh, he, I like knew right away. And I've had friends with cats and they're like, how did you know? I'm like, I just know this animal. Like we're, we're soulmates. We're best friends. I I, I know that makes, I don't care. Crazy cat lady for life. Um, and so I just knew something was up. And so, Oh, here it goes. I took, so I had to take him to get his, um, uh, so we went and got a checkup and check out the scab on Friday to my vet. I love my vet. If you're in LA, go to Dr. Kumar at Sunset Animal Hospital. I love this fucking dude. I'm not being paid to say this. Um, I think I'd be horrified if I, if I found out that he would listen to this podcast. Cause I talk about a lot of crass things and he's just like a sweet old man. Um, but he has a cat that's like Henry's size and he just loves his cat and Henry and his cat has the same shit that Henry has the thyroid issue. So like I trust him because he loves his cat so much. Right. And I took, when I, right when Henry got out of the hospital last year, I took him to another vet, um, the like the original vet that I had taken to him, like his uh, that I took him to anytime he had something wrong, and the vet that told me to go to this one animal hospital, which I, I will never go to again. It's like Metropolitan Hospital Animal Hospital. I mean, I'm happy they saved Henry's life. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm like grateful that they saved Henry's life, but they upon arrival while I'm hysterical and they, I'm not hysterical, but I'm like crying and really nervous. They tell me, they hand, they take my cat and then they hand me a waiver that tells me I need to sign this, that, um, saying that if, if Henry starts to die and, uh, and I want them to resuscitate him, I have to pay them $500. Like what? first of all, like everyone's lying about that. Right. Like if I didn't have $500, I'd be like, sure, I'll pay you $500. But like, just like, what a bullshit. Like, I don't know, just rub me wrong. Like, but he, was, like, I had no options. Like Henry was, it was like an emergency. And so now I have like other options and I now know to like, you know, my, well, my vet is a better vet now. So I took afterwards, I took him to the vet that recommended Metropolitan Animal Hospital and um, it was curbside because of, you know, COVID. And so they took Henry in and they, uh, he, the vet, vet called me to like, let me know what was going on. And he like, didn't bring up any, he was like, yeah, your cat has gained a lot of weight. Well, he was like, your cat weighs 16 pounds. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, last time he was here, he weighed 25. And I was like, yeah, he goes, your cat shouldn't have lost that much weight. And I was like, well, first of all, uh, he didn't just lose 10 pounds in like a year. I'm not crazy. I'm not st- like I haven't been to you guys in like five years or maybe longer. And you guys told me he shouldn't weigh 25 pounds. He should weigh 16 pounds. And then you told me how to do it healthily. And then I did. So here we are. And you could tell he was like, Oh, okay. Well, he has bad teeth and we want to extract nine of them. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, how about we deal with what's going on with him right now before you start asking me to, like, remove parts of his body? And then the guy was like, oh, fine, fine, fine. Okay, fine. And then I, like, left and I was just like, I don't feel good about that. And I, like, Googled the the tooth removal. It's like $1,200 the tooth. So this guy wanted to charge me, like, twelve dollars to, like, right out of the gate. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? So then I went and found Dr. Kumar, who was like, your cat's teeth are fine. What the? F-? And so anyway, so him, So we went and they were like, his thyroid has corrected itself. Um, And then we had to go back on Monday, which kind of sucked because they didn't take enough of his blood to like make sure his kidneys were fine. Um, because they want to make sure all of his numbers are good. So we can actually go get uh, a cure for uh, a procedure that will cure his thyroid issue. And I've done a little bit of research. I'll do more. I know a lot of people have a lot of opinions about this. Um, it's not too expensive. It's like $1,400. It's not something I'm like doing cartwheels about spending, but if, I guess the meds that he is on to help his thyroid, which will save his life, will eventually destroy his liver. I don't know if this is like all crazy cat lady um, talk. I'm like, I'm like super, like secretly paranoid because like I didn't get that many downloads last week. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm always honest. That I'm like, oh my god, am I not interesting anymore? Have I like plateaued? Is it over? Is it just? And then I'm like, there's a lot going on in the world. The world's starting to open back up. I'm not gonna take it personally. And it was like 15 less downloads. It wasn't. So I'm. I know you're probably like, who cares about the numbers? We love you, you know, cause you're listening. But so now I'm like, am I rambling too much about my cat? But like the point of all this is that I wanted, my cousin was telling me that her friend, her friend, oh my God, I just took a deep breath. You guys, I can't explain to you how cool it feels. Like I can't describe to you what it feels like to be breathing right now. Like I'm fucking breathing. I haven't done that in so long. Oh my God. So every time I do, I'm just like, thanks universe. Um, but my cousin was talking about, cause I'm like, oh, I just, I feel weird. Cause he had, for this procedure, he has to go into this facility for like three to seven days. Cause they literally make him radioactive, which will make him in turn. If he isn't, if it's not all like, he's like poops and pees all the radio, radio, radiology. I don't know. I'm probably, I'm not a, I'm no doctor. I don't know if you guys know this. I'm not a doctor. Uh, he will poop and pee all the radiology out of him. And if he doesn't, like if we took him back right afterwards, it would, um, Uh, it would, it would fuck with mine and Lucy's thyroid. So it's a little like, it's, so they keep him until he's cool. Right. But I'm like, Oh, I just wish I, there was a way I could like tell him that like, Hey, I'm giving you away for like three to seven days. You're going to be fine. I will always be your mommy. Don't worry. Like, I wish I could tell him that like, if the world were to start to end, I would put him in a backpack, grab my sword. I don't have a sword, but in my mind, in my like vision of the world ending, we all need swords and I have one. And the last thing he would see is me defending his life. So like he, I wish I could just explain to him that he is my King and I would, I would, I would die for him. Um, some people think that's extreme, but if you have an animal that's like your soulmate, you understand, you understand the love I have for this animal. I i know a few people that are like, Oh, I totally get it. And then I know other people that are like, Oh, that's, that's a little codependent and crazy. I don't care what you think. Uh, But so my cousin was telling me that her friend got a cat, like a cat sidekick when they had to remove their cat, Tyler, the cat's name is Tyler, which is fantastic. When they had to remove Tyler's leg. And they were like, just like the, the, the hilarity, like, I guess like, like the cat sidekick was like talking to the cat and the cat was like, oh, so that's what's going on. All right. Like, but I picture it like this cat's like smoking a cigarette and the sidekick is like, yeah, so they got to do this procedure and that's why they've been also anxious. And the cat's like, huh? The whole leg, you say, they're just going to take the whole leg. And the sidekick's like, yeah, man, I'm really sorry. He's like, yeah, that, that sucks. I'm glad you told me I would have been really surprised. <laughs> like, you know, I just like, I mean, I don't think I will get a cat sidekick. I can't say it's not a hundred percent off the table. Cause I know who I am as a person. And if it comes to like, if, If a cat sidekick falls on my plate, I I'm not going to say no to it. Right. Or my lap, not my plate. But I just love the like, wow, the whole leg, huh? Yeah, man. That's a lot to take in. Yeah, I know. You know, I I don't know. I probably like went too far in my head about like their conversation. And I don't know why Tyler was smoking a cigarette, but his name is Tyler, you know? Um, in my mind, Henry would smoke a cigar, you know, cause he's a, he's a classy man. He looks around like, not that Tyler's not classy, but to me, like Tyler's like a younger boy and Henry's like, a um, this went off the rails pretty quickly. Um, it also made me think about like, like how people are like, well, like when you talk about people and their cats and dogs and they're like, I am a dog person. I don't like cats. I hate that. That annoys me so much. Cause I'm like, truthfully, like before I got Henry, I would say I was more of a dog person but now I have Henry and I'm just like, I don't know. I'm an animal person. I love all animals, except for rabbits. I do not like rabbits. I don't know if we've ever gotten into that in this, but maybe today's the day we do it. Maybe today's the day we finally tell you why I'm scared of rabbits. Terrified of bunnies. I hate them. Oh God. Even thinking about them, ugh, they're hoppy little, um, but I love all animals, right? We'll get back to the bunny thing. I feel like that. I, I opened that can of worms and I had a whole thing I wanted to talk about, but I feel like, uh, I can't take that back. I feel like I got to tell you why I'm afraid of bunnies um, unless I already have, but I, I don't know. I, I realized today that now we're almost at 50 episodes and I might be repeating stories, but I can't remember. And I don't know. I, and, and who knows? I, I guess if, if it starts to get repeat maybe I'll lose more downloads. I'm just kidding. I'm, You know how, I mean, look, I'm a people pleaser and I, and I desperately seek the approval of every single person. So when you lose a couple of downloads, you're like, what did I do wrong? And it has to be about me. It has to be about me, which I will get back to the Henry and the bunny thing, but this is a really funny like thing I learned the other day that was like, Oh, it is not all about me. Like, I know that we, every human, like humans have the wild capability of making almost every scenario about them in some way. Right. Like, be it like even just like little things like where like people are talking in the corner and you're like, they're talking about me or just like, you know, just we just do. And that's and that's that's a human trait. And I love it when people are like, that girl makes everything about her. And it's like, yeah, there are people that for sure I know I had someone in my life that I no longer have in my life that, uh, knew nothing about me, knew literally nothing about me because we would talk about, like, I would be like, oh, this guy broke up with me. And she'd be like, that reminds me of a time that a guy broke up with me. And now I'm going to tell you that whole story and not even worry about how sad you are about the current breakup you're going through. So I'm not meaning like that extreme. Like we all know that person in our life or who has popped in and out of our life. Hopefully you don't have anybody like that anymore. Like those people are not fun to be around, and I and I don't like truthfully. Like I've talked about this girl at nauseum, and I don't think her not caring. I don't think it's her not caring about other people. I think she's just so uncomfortable in her own skin and her own person that she's just constantly trying to like make him laugh, do this, make like I understand that. So I don't think she's like, I don't care about your breakup. I'd rather talk about my breakup. I think it's just like I need to talk about my breakup because I want I want her to love me. Like I think it's just like a weird insecurity which in turn makes people not want to be around you. You know what I mean? Like it's a weird catch 22. So I don't, I don't think this girl is a bad girl, a bad girl. I just think that she, so I don't think those people at, as I, I don't like to make a blanket statement about that. Cause some of those people probably are shitty, but like, I don't think most of them are, but, but we as humans in general tend to make almost everything about us. Right. And again, I don't mean in like the the over-the-top Kristen Wiig SNL story like character. I don't mean that. I just mean like little things, right? And so the other day, my neighbor... Uh, my neighbor who I adore, who is back, he's been gone for like four months, which is so funny. He was gone while I had COVID and which I'm kind of grateful for because our walls are thin. He probably can hear most of this right now. Um, our walls are thin and he watches nonstop action movies. So it's just like a nonstop. I mean, he's like, I told him to turn on his sub the other day cause my whole wall was like shaking and he's like super nice and cool. So he's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. So it's probably a, a gift from God that, that he was gone while that how I had COVID cause I needed to get all that sleep, but he's back and, uh, and he's, he's, I love this neighbor, right? Like he's like the perfect neighbor. Um, we like, we know each other. We say hi. Like if he needed something, like, if, like he would text me, you know what I, like if I need something, I text him. But like overall, we just sort of leave each other alone. Like the perfect neighbor. Like it's like, we can be friends, but like he, every time he walks by my open door, he doesn't feel the need to pop in and say hi. There was a neighbor that crazy neighbor was like that. And it's just like, yeah, so he's the perfect neighbor, but he smokes. Right. And so he makes a point when my my front door is open to go all the way out of the complex and not smoke right by my door, which is super nice, super cool, right? And and so the other day I had my front door closed, but I had my kitchen window open and I was in the kitchen and... It's broken, I guess. I don't, I don't know. It like slams shut now and it doesn't stay open on its own. I got to pick my battles with my landlord. So if you want to be like, you should call your landlord. I don't know. My handyman doesn't really wear a mask. If he does, he's just, it's just a whole thing that it's just like, I have a stick that holds it open now and I'd rather just do that. It's much easier than dealing with my landlord. Um, and maybe I'll change my mind at some point about that. But so it slammed shut. So I it was getting cold. So I like went into my kitchen to like make lunch or something. And I pulled out the stick and the thing slammed and then I did my business and then I went to my phone and my neighbor had texted me and he was like, Oh God, I'm so sorry. Um, from here on out, I, he was like, I didn't even know your kitchen window was open. Um, from here on out, I'll just go outside in the, in the street and and smoke. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, you slammed your window shut. He thought that he was outside lit a cigarette and that I smelled it and was angry and like slammed the window shut. And really I was just cold. And like, it, it was just such a funny lesson. Of course I text him back and I was like, dude, no, I was just cold and my window slammed shut. It has nothing to do with you. And I was like, I promise you I'm not that passive aggressive. I'm just regular aggressive. Like if I if I could smell it, I would just come outside and be like, yo, I can smell your smoke, right? And he's like, oh, haha, ha, okay. But like the funny thing is, is like, it's just such a small, funny lesson to be like, Oh, maybe not everything is about us. You know what I mean? Like he was out there being like, Oh man, she's mad at me. And I was just like, Oh, I'm cold. And like, I like, it was just such a cool lesson for me. Cause there's so many times that I'm in Mike's position where I, Oh, I use his name, whatever. Um, where I'm in his position where I'm like, Oh my God, they hate me when really they're like, Oh, I was just cold. I didn't even notice. You know what like, I like? I was just a cool, like not everything's about me. Um, so, uh, what was I talking about? Henry, we'll get to, oh yeah. So I love all animals, but when I would, when I first got Henry and dog people, like the ones who were like, I'm a dog person. I don't like cats. Those people shoot me in the face. Right. Uh, like, it's just like, Hey, like don't get a cat, but being like, I hate cats. They would always be like, do you know that if you were to die, your dog would lay by you and like starve to death before he'd eat your flesh? and if your cat was in there and you died your cats would just eat your body. And to me that is isn't a uh I don't know. They thought that they were like like being like see dogs are better, but to me I'm like no, that just means dogs are stupider, more stupid, stupider. They go to Jupiter to get more stupider. I can't remember if it's stupider or more stupid. I'm sure someone will DM me and let me know. Um but To me, that's like, oh, that makes you dumber. Like, that just means dogs are dumber. Yeah, they're like, no, that's loyalty. I'm like, no, if I die in my apartment and no one comes for Henry and Lucy for a week and they're starving, I hope they eat my corpse. I'm dead. This is just my, you know what I mean? Like, this is just my meat suit that my soul is like running around in for the next hundred years or so. Like, that's it. Like this, I'm done with the body. If I died and it can nourish my babies, then let them nourish my babies. That's so creepy. That's such a creepy way to say it. But you know what I mean? Like your dumb dog is going to die. Like your dumb dog is like, can't eat my owner. Like, I don't think that makes my cat think he's better than me. I don't think that makes my cat like an asshole. I think that makes my cat a survivor and smart. Like if I'm stuck on a mountain with a couple of friends and I die and then they're about to starve, I hope they eat my body, right? Like that, I know this is kind of going off the rails, but like I am who I am, but But like, I don't know. And I'm not saying I don't like dogs. I love dogs. In fact, my dream one day is to have a home where I can have a dog and get a golden retriever or a German shepherd that Henry and the golden, golden shepherd. I don't know if that's a dog. That might be fun. Um, can just like lay and cuddle and love each other. My little elderly cat is just like, Oh, there's that puppy and that puppy just loves the elder. Like I love dogs, but I'm saying that that's a dumb argument if you're trying to put down cats and you're like, your cat would eat you good for my cat. It should, I'm dead. They're not like, it's not like I fell down, broke my arm and then I can't like, or like I'm unconscious. Like my cat wouldn't eat. It's just a dumb argument. And I think about it a lot. I think about it a lot. now that I got it off my chest, I feel better. I watched a documentary years ago with my uh, a roommate at the time. I was on like, it was on like discovery channel or like the earth channel or history channel or some, one of those fucking, you know, uh, channels that is like, uh, validated. What's the word I'm looking for? Not validated. It doesn't matter. You know, like it has some street cred. Like people are like, Oh, the discovery channel. Right. It must be real. It was a three night parter event and it was like two hour episodes for three night. It was like docu series, right? But a three night event where it was what, what happens to the earth when humans die, right? Like what, what happens to all the, you know, what happens to the animals, our houses, our buildings, our goldfish, all that stuff. And we watched it for three nights and we wanted to know what the ending was. Right and pretty early on the dogs die the the domestic dog does not make it it was like hour 2 that it was like yeah your domestic dog does not know how to get food for itself it's it's been domesticated uh, to the point of no return right um some may, some maybe not like but like most domestic dogs like your little peanut uh peanut's one of my best friends chihuahua's name but like that dog probably doesn't make it in the human die apocalypse Sorry, Peanut and all the other small dogs. I'm not an anti-dog person. I love dogs. Like I love dogs, but I'm just saying. So we watched this three part two, uh, like six hour series. And at the end of it, it was like house cats, house cats, survive humans dying because house cats, cats never lose their, like their, their hunting abilities. They're like, like, they, they still treat their humans. Like it's a pack mentality, right? Like Henry still like protects me in the weirdest ways that he thinks like psychologically. So like house cats, house cats survive the human race dying. So I would still put him in a backpack and fight people with a sword to defend his life. Lucy. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't even know where Lucy is right now. Like Lucy, Lucy's just, she's just scared of everything, which I found out is that like, she's not, I used to think that Hen like all cats were like Henry, And then I got another cat and people are like, oh no, that's what cats are like. Henry's just like one of those non-cat cats. Um, the vet was telling me, they're like, your cat is so happy. (sighs) Take a breath. Your cat is so happy and is so, is so, uh, well-behaved. Like we open up the little bin, his little like carrier, and he just walks out and then lays on the table, lets us poke him with a few needles. And then when we're done, he just walks back in his carrier. I'm like, well, that just means he knows that he has to be there. And he knows he's coming back to me as soon as he goes in the carrier. Like he's also a smart cat. God, I love that fucking animal so much. You guys, I can't describe to you how much I love that animal. And he's healthy. Oh, I got, so I got the, I got the news. I think, I, I don't know if I already told you this, his kidneys are fine. That was one of the main concerns because he's 18 pounds now, which is good. I guess they're like, yeah, it means that his thyroid has corrected himself itself because if he wasn't gaining weight, um, that would mean the thyroid was still off and and then also the kidneys are a main concern with cats his age and also cats his size, and they're like his kidneys are fine. So he's a candidate to get this little cure that will help his Henry's gonna live forever. I don't know whose dick I gotta suck or who I gotta sell my soul to in order to get my cat to live forever, but like I will. If you know a person or I guess the devil is the person that you that went off the rails again. That went off the rails. Um, so I'm afraid of rabbits. I'm terrified of bunnies. I'm really, I'm scared of them. Um, I'm, I'm not a fan of big body. I'll I'll tell you the, the things I'm afraid of. Um, none of them are things that I will probably, I mean, bunnies I encounter all the time. It's awful. This time of year it's Easter. God, this time of year, it's Easter. And like, thank God, we're all not really leaving our houses. And I'm hoping that we like get through Easter before everyone's fully vaccinated. Like I hope like the lockdown, I mean, it's not we're not on lockdown anymore. But I hope that it's still like a little bit like stay home until after Easter. Sorry, all of you who love Easter. God, I hate Easter. I hate Easter because it's a dumb holiday. It's a dumb. Sorry, my Christian and Catholic friends. Um, but I also hate it cause it's just, the stores are covered in bunnies. There were bunnies everywhere, everywhere. You can't throw a rock without hitting 18 pictures of a rabbit. God, I hate rabbits. I'm so scared of them. I'm also scared of jumper cables. I'm really scared of jumper cables. Um, I, I, I mean, that one, that one is like valid, but actually when I tell you the bunny story, you're, it's kind of grim. The bunny story is kind of grim. So you've been warned. It's a little grim. We all know I had a weird childhood slash kind of a bad one. So like, it's a little bit grim and, but there's kind of a funny punchline, I guess at the end, I don't know. Um, but But so like, I'm really scared of jumper cables and this is, this is a valid reason to be scared of them. When I was a kid, when I was learning about jumper cables from my father, who was not the greatest dad ever, uh, he would tell me that he would be like, all right, you got to put it here and here. And then he's like, and if you do it wrong, the cars explode. And then he would, Push the the jumper cables together so they would spark really loud, and then he thought it was funny to spark them at me, right? So he'd spark them in my face when I was like fifteen, and then would explain that if I didn't do it correctly, it would all explode. So now, like, I can explain to you when I have to jump a car, someone has to jump my car, just any jumper cables in general. Like, I just like the level of anxiety I feel. Yeah. That's something my, my fantastic father gave me. Um, yeah, there's, there's, I I was going to tell another story, but I'll tell the the bunny story. And then my, my another dad story, if we have time, I don't know. Um, not bad dad story. Uh, we'll try and keep it light this week. (laughs) Um, I've been, I, I will say that I've been in like going through it lately with my like recovery and like my, uh, you know, my healing, my trauma. And so for the last like three weeks, I've been just really like fucked up and anxious and like really dealing with feelings like so bad. I wanted to like, I felt for a long time, I just wanted to like run through a glass wall. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm so anxious. Like I just want to break through, like run through a brick wall with my whole body, like the Kool-Aid man. Um, oh, my nose is running again. Um, but like, but I, I feel much better now. I did start meditating. It's been like day 10. I started March 1st. So it's 10 days, um, in the morning. I want to start at night. I haven't done that yet, but I I don't know. I've just feel a shift and I don't know. So I, I do feel a lot lighter. So thanks for bearing with me for the last couple of weeks where I'm just like, everything's a bummer. Um, all right. So I'm, and I'm afraid of big bodies of water. I don't like big bodies of water, I can't swim in a swimming pool by myself. I think a shark will come get me. And my intellectual brain knows that there is not a shark in there. So save your DMs for, you know, there's not sharks in a pool. And you know that like there's no salt water in a pool and chlorine and blah, blah, blah. You know all that. Like save all those DMs, please. I've heard them my entire life. I feel like if I'm in a pool alone, that's when the shark will know I'm alone and it will come get me. And I know that's crazy. Like intellectually, I know that's totally crazy, but I cannot shake that feeling. I used to not be able to sit in a bathtub when it was draining because I, 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 for some reason, got a picture in my head as a kid of a shark bursting through the bathtub. I just watched Jaws at like a really young age, like, like, and like, not like, oh, I was like 10. Like they, those, those fuckers showed it to me when I was like those fuckers, my parents, when I was like two and a lot. And then my dad used to like to do a fun thing. <sighs> God, Tom, one time my dad was like, you know, one of my biggest, he goes, you know, my biggest regret with you I didn't read to you enough. I'm like, really, Dom, that's your biggest regret. That's the thing you look back on, on your parenting and you regret that. But, uh, so when I was a kid, like a really young kid, we, and I was learning to swim, you would be in like the deep end with your family or whatever, and you'd be treading water. And my dad would go boom, 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 boom. Like he would sing that song a lot. And then he'd disappear and he'd swim all the way around where I wouldn't notice where he was. And then I'd just be happily swimming. And then he would come up from behind me and grab my legs and pull me underwater until I was flailing about and couldn't breathe or swim anymore. And then I'd come up crying and he would tell me to get over it. He was just kidding. He did that all the time. So now I'm like really scared of big bodies of water. I'm just really scared of them. And like, I know like Tom, died so he's not doing that anymore but like your kid brain it's so funny how you just hold on to that stuff god i know that that's i i laugh about these stories and i tell them to like normal people who had like normal parents and they're like oh my god i'm so sorry do you need a hug and then the people i know had fucked up childhoods laugh really hard at that story so if you find that story funny you had a fucked up childhood and if you don't congratulations, your parents loved you like regular people um, and didn't, you know, cause you to almost drown every time you went swimming and then told you they were just playing a prank on you. (laughs) I know that, like, I've worked through the trauma of all that, so, like, I'm not sad anymore about it, but, like, I definitely like Jesus Christ, Tom, you know what I mean? So I'm afraid of big bodies of water, jumper cables, and then the bunnies. I just don't like them. Like I don't see a bunny and I'm not like screaming, running the other direction. Like I just don't like them. They creep me out. They creep me out. So here's the grim story. So we know that my mom had some colorful boyfriends and her most colorful boyfriend who I often wonder where he is. I don't think you can look him up because his name was Scott Peterson and not the Scott Peterson who like killed his wife and then got off Scott free. Sorry. Um, but his name was just Scott Peterson um, and I often wonder about him. Like there's two ways that went, that guy got sober in AA and it's like an old timer in the rooms, like 25 so- years sober talking about his, you know, like how terrible of a drunk he was or that guy died. There's no, there's no, that, that guy wasn't the type of alcoholic that could have survived more than another five years drinking and acting the way he was. Like he was a dangerous, dangerous person. Um, Oh God! And my father would just drop me off at his house every other weekend, like it was no big deal. And the shit that I saw in that house were a lot of. Took me years of therapy to like work through. But I, they, they bought me a bunny one time for Easter. My mom and Scott, and they bought me this bunny. I don't know. God, I can't remember if I ever told you guys this story, but here we are. Um, they bought me this bunny. And I remember they, my mom wasn't living with Scott yet. She was living in like some Denver house with like her sisters or some shit. And, uh, and they got the bunny and it was like in a Easter basket on Easter. Obviously maybe this is why I hate Easter too. Maybe it has nothing to do with Jesus and that ridiculous tale about him coming back from the dead, the zombie Jesus. Sorry again to my Christian and Catholic friends. Um, I don't really know if anybody's really that offended by that, but maybe I really don't like Easter because of this particular story. Um, So, so, uh, I can't get over how flexible I am in this closet. I'm going to keep doing yoga, my friends. Uh, plus I think it's helping with my breathing. So they they hand me the, the basket and it has a little black bunny in it. And, um, I just remember it like clear as day. It was like a big brown basket, wooden basket, and then had this little black bunny in it. And I don't think it had anything else in it except for just like grass for the bunny to sleep. And the bunny was like asleep in it. I don't know. But as soon as we like grabbed the basket and I got excited, it freaked out and ran under the bushes and it was under the bushes for a long time. And my mom and my dad, um, my mom and dad, I guess Scott wasn't there. I don't know. Maybe this was, I I don't know. My, your memories especially when you had a traumatic childhood, my memories are like slowly coming back, which is a good time. That's why I've been wanting to run through a brick wall. But like, so I I know my dad was there. I know my mom was there and I can't picture Scott being around because he was just, you know, a monster and I can't picture, but who knows, right? Actually, I think he was there. Anyway. So the three of them are, we'll just say it was there. The three of them are trying to get this bunny out from underneath the, the bushes. They finally do. And then I name him Lincoln. I don't know why. I, I cannot tell you what my little kid brain, why we called him Lincoln. Maybe I just learned about Abraham Lincoln. I have no idea, but I called him Lincoln. And then like a year goes by and Lincoln has a bunch of babies. And now Lincoln's living at my mom with my mom and Scott at Scott's house and uh just a lot of drinking a lot of drinking those two a lot of drugging a lot of drinking a lot of these have knife fights too which is fun <laughs> yeah he was a very bad man he was so bad I'm only laughing because like it's he, that boyfriend never bothered me like I never had to work through the trauma of that boyfriend because like I knew this as a kid I knew the score with Dan or with 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 Scott I knew the score you know what I mean like I shoo- showed up I knew that he was dangerous I knew he was abusive I knew like keep my mouth shut Like just be a good kid and you'll be safe. You know what? Like I, I knew what I was walking into. My mom years later had this super rich boyfriend named Dan who just like was like undercover dysfunctional, like super, like just like covertly abusive. And, that guy like i have like hate towards that guy not really now i've kind of worked through it all but like but like growing up like i hated that guy but i never i never minded scott i didn't like being around him it wasn't my favorite time but like he just was di- like if that makes sense like it was just like i knew what i i knew like i it was all up front and at least i knew what i was walking into as a kid and with dan it was just like you never know dan would like cheat on my mom and then my mom would go on like a t- six week drink drunk bender and like as an adult i understand that that wasn't that wasn't my, that wasn't Dan's fault. My mom was an alcoholic and my mom, my mom, and currently she uses anything to fall off the wagon, any excuse outside of herself when really it's just that it's all in inward stuff, you know? And, but like Scott, so Lincoln, Mrs. Lincoln. So I called her Mrs. Lincoln instead of what a creative kid, right? Just like, Oh, I guess it's a girl we'll call Mrs. Lincoln. And I was really holding on to Lincoln for some reason. And, uh, and so, uh, they live, they lived with the uh, Lincoln and the babies lived with my mom and Scott. This is where it gets grim. I'm really sorry in advance. Uh, so Scott drank a lot and Scott killed all of those bunnies and not in like an Not like he like went out and like killed all the bunnies on purpose. I'm talking like in kind of a like a Lenny and, and Mice and Men, like not knowing he was squeezing the bunnies too hard. And he did it to all the bunnies. All those baby bunnies died because Scott didn't know how to hold a baby correctly without killing it. And I think I only saw that happen a couple of times, but then the bunnies were all gone and my mom was just like, oh, they all died. And so, so grim, I'm so sorry, it's so dark. Um, And I don't know why I'm laughing. It's just like, I'm laughing because it's just, it's so crazy that this is like, my mom was just like, they all died. And and I was just like, as a 10 year old, was just like, yeah, that tracks. Yeah, it's about right. (laughs) I guess that's, you know, and at that point I'd seen so much so much bad shit that like, I was just sort of numb to it. So now I'm laughing at it. Cause it's just so ludicrous that this was just like the reality. So then my mom and, 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 uh, Scott get another bunny for my mom. And, uh, and Scott had a habit of letting me name his animals. He had like 45 cats, so many cats. And he would be like, yeah, you can name this cat. And I'd be like, I want to name the cat Katie. And he would be like, nah, we're going to call that cat bear which is so funny. Cause my best friend's name is Katie and her cat's name is bear. That's really funny. I didn't even think about that until just now. Um, but like, so then he got the bunny and he was like, what would you like to name the bunny? And I was like, I want to name it thumper. And he goes, now we're going to name it Terry after your mom, which is super weird, which is a lot to unpack. I feel like, why are you naming the bunny that you're giving my mom after my mom? So my mom's bunny was named Terry. I don't fucking know. Like it it was just all so. and then one day I came over, like I went over there every other weekend and one day I went over there and the bunny and Terry was Terry slash thumper was dead. And it was like, well, why? I don't know how Mrs. Lincoln fucking survived all of this, but I was like, "Well, how did Terry die, Thumper? Terry die?" And Scott was like, "Ah, oh, she got out of her cage. We like let her. They let her like roam the backyard, and I guess she like dug under the fence and got hit by a car again." All these deaths too were all hearsay. Like, I, who knows? Maybe those two were just like murdering bunnies in the basement, and they were like, "We got to think of something to tell her." Um, but like, so. So then T- Terry Thumper got hit by a car and died. So that weekend I was just like, Oh, can you make sure not to, I guess, I don't know why we wouldn't just take the bunny to my dad's house. I'm sure my dad was super anti bunny and it was just like, well, you got to keep the bunny. I, I have no idea. Um, he's dead. Terry's crazy. There's no way. Uh, Terry, the woman, my mother, not Terry, the bunny. Cause that one died by getting hit by a car if you're keeping up. Uh, so, <laughs> so like, I don't know why I, I assume my dad was just like absolutely no rabbits. Maybe he was scared of rabbits too. I don't know. But So we, so I was like, it was super par. I was super scared as a little kid that like Thumper or Mrs. Lincoln was going to get out of her cage and also get killed. So I was just like, Scott, can you keep Mrs. Lincoln in her cage for me so she doesn't die? And of course, that drunk said, yeah. And of course, that drunk let her out. And then she got hit by a car. Um, I was like, where are these bunnies running? I don't know. Like now, like I, I haven't ever told this story in like full detail. Cause when people ask why I'm told, I, I, I don't like bunnies. I usually just sort of like sum it up. Cause it's a really grim story. It's such a grim story <laughs> that like, I feel like it's just like a lot to put on someone. So now that I'm telling it all in like it's full detail, it's like, wow, there's a lot of holes in that story. Like why, why did what, Um, so maybe my mom and Scott were just, you know, killing the bunnies in the basement. Who fucking knows, you know? And so I saw a lot of dead bunnies, right? Like a lot of bunnies died around me. And I thought that's probably why I just don't like bunnies. It's probably a hundred percent why. And so like, I don't know, like 10 years ago, my uncle Jerry and I were, my uncle Jerry was driving me back to the airport in Denver so I could fly back to LA. And, uh, my cousin Maggie and Bill were in the back with me. I don't know why we're all in the back. It just, my memory, I I'm whatever. I picture us all sitting in, in like a little circle in the back of the van, which may have been the thing. Cause we, they wanted to spend time with me, whatever before I went away. So we're, we're driving to the airport and Maggie or Bill, I can't remember which one asked me why I don't like rabbits again. They're like, why don't you like rabbits? And then I tell that whole story. I like, of course, the abridged version because it's a grim fucking story. So I tell him the whole story. And then my, my uncle Jerry looks in the rearview mirror and he goes, that's not why you're scared of bunnies. You ready for this? He goes, you're scared of bunnies because our cousin Tim made you hold one once while he skinned it alive. Let me say that again. Your cousin Tim made you hold it once while he, while he skinned it alive. And the memory that I had rightfully suppressed came running back to me. And I remember holding a shaking bunny while Ken, while, while cousin Tim was fucking, was fucking, I, I, I don't know if I, I like, I know like if you cut off a bunny's head, when you cut off anything's head, it's alive for a little while, right? Something about his nerve endings. I don't know. But so I know he had killed the bunny. Cause I remember my little cousin Tara holding the bunny's head, looking at me going, Bunny. Bunny. The whole thing was so traumatic. So traumatic. And I remembered all of it. And I was just like, oh God, yeah, I don't like rabbits. I don't. And then when I tell that story, people are like, why aren't you scared of your cousin Tim? And I will tell you that I I, I'm not I'm not I don't want to use the word scared of my cousin Tim, but you know, there's a little healthy fear surrounding him. I haven't seen him. I saw him at my cousin's wedding like 10 years ago or eight years ago, and he can't and I officiated this wedding. And he came up to me and I hadn't seen him since I was a kid and he came up to me and he goes, you know, and I was talking to some people and he walks up, he interrupts and he goes, you know, you sure sound the same as you were when you were a little girl, but you're much prettier. And then he slowly walked away while he was staring at me. I swear to God, his whole head was turning completely around like the exorcist. Like that's how I remember it. I know that's not how it happened, but I was just like... And then everyone in the group that I was talking to just like slowly turned and looked at me. And I was like, that's my cousin, Tim. He's a really good poet. He's a really good poet. He writes poems about people, about our dead relatives. Every time someone in our family dies, he writes a poem and it gets published somewhere in Nebraska. (laughs) That's what I was told. I don't know. My, my papa, my papa got an honorary discharge from the army or from the air force. And I can't remember why, but it was honorary and, but it was like, I guess like something like after world war II, And I guess it's like something that my family was kind of ashamed about or my papa was ashamed about. And he wrote when my papa died, my cousin, Tim wrote a big poem about him getting honorary dis- discharge to my grandma was so angry. And it was like one of those things that you couldn't be like, Hey, why is everyone so mad? Isn't honorary discharge like something? Okay. Like, like JFK got uh, honorary, just dis- honorarily discharged. I don't know. So I. I, uh, that's why I don't like bunnies. And you know, I haven't seen my cousin Tim in a long time. I'm sure he's, he's rather old now. Like he was like, you know, I think he's probably 75. I don't think he's probably going around skinning bunnies anymore. Wow, man, you guys, I had a weird childhood. Like there, like, if you take out all the alcoholism and abuse, like, and it's just like down to the, 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 just the, like the other stuff, it's still a weird childhood. My dad used to like to tell me these things and then I'll, I'll wrap up. I'll wrap up from here. Like I'm sharing at a meeting. And my dad used to tell me these crazy things about uh, my childhood. Like he would get really quiet. Like we'd be like talking or like hanging out and he'd get really quiet. And then he'd, he'd look at me and he'd like confess something strange. Like one time he looked at me and he was just like, he was in California, he was in California visiting and we were like in Long Beach and we didn't want to go on the Queen Mary, but we wanted to look at the Queen Mary. I can't remember why. I think he was, I think he, I think he didn't want to pay for the tickets because he was like, that's too expensive to see a boat. But I don't know how much, I think it's like 10 bucks to see the boat. So I I don't know. My dad was like weirdly cheap about a lot of stuff. And then like weirdly fr- like frivolous with a lot of other stuff. Right. And I, I honestly, I don't, I, I'm a lot of my work is dissecting my childhood and looking at traumas and his money stuff is a lot of stuff that I have to look at. Cause like I have weird money stuff because he had weird money stuff. You know what I mean? So I don't remember why we didn't go on the queen Mary. I think he said ticket t- he wasn't going to pay that much money for a boat ride or go on a, a boat. And then I looked at how much it was like years later. It was like 20, 10, 20 bucks or something crazy. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But so we're looking at the queen Mary and he goes, you know, uh, when you were born, your mom and i were uh dealing cocaine out of the house we we're dealing a lot of it and uh you know it's it started to become a problem like to the point where like most of it was going up our noses like we'd get the stash from our you know our guy and then we'd we're supposed to deal it and get the money and and then we just do it all and uh one night um i was laying in bed and you were you were 5 years old and i i was laying in bed and we were about to lose the house cuz you know we're, we're putting all our money up our noses <laughs> laughing at it now. Cause he was so serious. He goes, you were five. And, and I was like, man, you're about to lose this house. You're a father now. And then he looked at me and he goes, and that's when I stopped dealing cocaine for you. <laughs> and then he long paused and I was like, like slow clap, like, father of the year five years old it took you five years of doing cocaine and they would tell me these stories my mom and dad always tell me these like wild coke stories right about my like and I'm like what year was that and they'll like both of them separately like the two of them didn't talk I guess they had like some weird phone conversations right before he died which I well I I don't know if those will be anything I'll ever really know what happened about my mom's crazy and my dad is dead But they, uh, they didn't talk. So like they would tell me separately and they would tell me these wild stories. And I would be like, what year was that? And they'd go uh, separately, by the way, like he'd go, I don't know, 1987, 88. I'm like, I was like five. Where, where was I while you were having that wild cocaine party? And both of them will, would always look at me like it was a completely irrelevant question and go, I don't know, asleep. Grandma's Why? I'm like, I don't, I don't know why I would possibly want to want to know what you guys were dealing cocaine out of the house. I don't, I don't know why I'd be curious about that. And it's so funny because like I tell these stories and it's hard because I can't contribute to normal conversations with my normal friends. Like I'm friends with these, the, these group of women who I, I adore very much. And they talk about like their normal childhood f- foes. Right. Like things that like happen in their youth that like, from what I understand is pretty normal, like childhood stuff. And then I'm like, yeah, I get that. I don't think I went to preschool because I think my parents were spending all the preschool money on, on cocaine and then it just like it always halts the conversation they're like we just don't know how to respond to that <laughs> like all my like that's i mean and that's why i also hang out with a lot of people who have really fucked up lives because i can talk candidly and actually talk about my fucked up life um without feeling and i don't feel shame about it but it's just like oh check i shouldn't talk about the coke parties with, the, with you know and, and i don't censor myself obviously i don't censor myself here i am but But it's so funny, like I, I first realized, I told you guys about the box in the closet. I used to play, my mom used to get these large boxes and she would put me in a closet in the box and I would play in the box And I didn't know that was kind of abusive until like, I don't know, I don't think it's abusive still, but, uh, because everything else was so crazy, but I was like at dinner with some friends and we were all talking about our favorite play place. And I was just like, oh man, I used to play in this box and my mom would put me in, in the closet. And man, I played in there for hours. And she used to take the wallpaper from her expensive fish tanks and put them in my box. And I would wallpaper my box my box, not my vagina. And you know that, I don't know why I needed to say that, but like people, uh, people, like when I told that story, they were like, your mom used to keep you in a box in a closet. And I was like, well, it was a big box, (laughs) like it's a bigger closet. And I, I was like, Oh, back then I felt so much shame around it. But now I don't like, like, first of all, that box in that closet was a safe spot. I don't know what the fuck they were doing outside that closet, but there was a lot of people there and there was a lot of drugs and a lot of, like, inappropriate shit that, like, a five or seven-year-old shouldn't have seen. So, like, the box in the closet was fucking safe. But as an as an adult, I realized I can't share that shit with normal people because they, they're like, oh, that's so sad. So these stories that I, like, am laughing so hard at, like, it's funny because those are, like, the lighter memories, which is wild. The dead bunnies is like, yeah, it was sad, but it's a lighter memory. Jesus Christ. I hear myself. Like as I'm saying it, no, I hear myself. There was another time that uh we were sitting at, I was still talking to my dad before I had cut him out of my life, but it was like pretty close to when I was about to cut him out of my life. And uh we were at a family friends. I was home in Denver for Christmas. It was like Christmas Eve and we're at my godparents' house. And we were uh Oh man, we were at my, my nose is all runny, but I'm fucking breathing. Um, we were at, I want to point out that I haven't had to like stop and take my breath. I'm so fucking grateful you guys. Uh, so we were at my, uh, godparents house and, and you know, my dad, my dad was a drinker as you all know. And he, he out of nowhere goes, you know, when you were born, your mother wanted to name you Kimberly and I wanted to name you Emily. Obviously your mother won. So I've been secretly calling you Emily for the last 28 years. And I was like, what? And I thought about it for a little bit. And I was like, dad, you've never called me by my first name. Like, except for when you're like super mad, maybe like four times, but you've never called me by my first name. And without skipping a beat, this man goes, yeah, Kimberly's a dumb name. I was like what the fuck? So the next day of Christmas we're with all the family and I'm telling this story like obviously confused and a little outraged like it's fucking weird, right? That's fucking weird. And so I'm like I'm like uh I'm like uh I'm telling the story and my whole family turns and slowly looks at my dad like they should like what the fuck? And my dad without skipping a beat goes, "What? I like the name Emily." And then cut to like, right. And they like, just like takes a big bite of food. Like fuck off. I call her Emily. And, and so then cut to like, you know, like 10 years later, he's about to die. He's got like, and we're talking about my comedy. And I was like, you know, dad, I I don't really talk about you in my comedy. Uh, I do tell the story about how you call me the wrong name. I, I do tell that joke. And he goes, Oh, okay. And I go, but you know, what we could do is like, you don't have a lot of time left. Like maybe we could just admit that my name is Kimberly. And my dying father looks at me and goes, look, man, I don't know what you want from me. I like the name Emily. All right. (laughs) Like To his dying day was like, yeah, I call you Emily. That is your name to me. Like, I don't even know. Like every time I brought it up, it was just like, I like the name Emily. There was never like, no, I'm just kidding. Like what the fuck? Oh man. Oh man. So my computer is about to die. I thought that I had, I got 11% and I got, I got a couple, I'm almost done. So I'm almost done. I, I keep forgetting to charge my computer, but let's do a little poop scoop, shall we? I'm going to pause on the Roger stories because there's about 45 of them and I'm very excited about it. Don't worry, Roger, we'll be, we'll, re- we'll go back to him. I re- and I got a couple of other poop scoop stories too. I, if you want to send me your poop scoop story, even if it's just a question, this today is just a thing that needs to be talked about. Send it to crawlspace at gmail.com. K-R-A-L-S-P-A-C at gmail.com. Or send me any stories or a hello, or if you want to tell me why you're one lucky broad, or if there's anything you're like, Hey, you should talk about this. Anything at all. Email me, email me, email me. I'm actually getting really good at emailing people back. So email me. Oh, fuck. I'm almost done. Uh, Okay. Let's see here. So my buddy sent me this today. This, this, uh, thing he found on Reddit and it says, when you say poop, Oh no. When you say poop, your lips make the same motion as your asshole does. When you poop, poop, Poop. Poop. Hmm. I'll have to think about that the next time I poop. Poop. Are you all saying it too now? And like thinking about your asshole, what your asshole looks like? I don't know. My lips kind of pucker a little bit more than when my, my asshole does. And my asshole more like protrudes out. That's so gross. I'm so sorry. I mean, just like, like, not like, a, not like an unhealthy way. I don't know. Poop. All right, I'm gonna tell you why I'm one lucky broad, and then we're gonna bring this motherfucker home. I don't know why I said motherfucker. I'm in a good mood, my friends. Um, I am one lucky. I mean, it's obvious why I'm one lucky broad today, guys. I'm one lucky broad that I am finally fucking breathing. I'm breathing. I, I probably don't need to be yelling as much as I am right now, but I'm breathing. You guys, like, I just took a deep breath the first try. First deep breath, first try. What a wild time. Um, oh my God. Ah, oh, I'm so, I'm so lucky. I'm one lucky broad. Thanks for being in this journey with me. Thank you. Um, if you get a second, please leave me a rating, a review. I'm going to read a review real quick. Uh, this comes from AV foundry, AV foundry says Kim is a national treasure. I'm a national treasure, <laughs> right? As I said, poop for 30 seconds, poop, <laughs> crawl as a gem. You won't be disappointed. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I don't know who that is. AV foundry, but thank you so much. Ah, so if you get a second, please leave me a, a rating and a review. It They just really help to get, um, more people to see, uh, my podcast all around iTunes and all the other, um, platforms. So it just, it just really helps me. And it just means so much to me. Uh, give me a follow, uh, K Y M K R A L share this like subscribe, do all that stuff. I, I really, really appreciate all the support and all the love you guys give me and for you listening to me. Um, and I think that's the show. Stay safe out there and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. just make